Blog Talk Radio. Franchise interviews from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Welcome to Franchise Interviews, an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now, welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 15 years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs one one I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show today. Well, we're meeting with Nick Lopez, the founder of Lime Painting. And after discovering his passion for home improvement while owning his first painting LLC, Nick founded Lime Painting in 2013 to set the standard of excellence in painting high-end, residential, and commercial properties. We're going to talk to Nick about that in just a moment on Franchise Interviews. So stick around because we have a great show. Franchise Teacher Would you like to know how to franchise your concept or grow your franchise business? Meet the experts at Franchise Teacher. The goal of Franchise Teacher is to teach, coach, consult, and advise. The team of experts at Franchise Teacher will evaluate your business model and present you with a winning business strategy. Franchise Teacher will help you decide whether or not your concept works and if it's franchisable. Franchise Teacher is proud to have over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Franchise Teacher are developers of over a dozen franchise systems which include brick and mortar as well as home-based concepts of nearly 3,000 combined franchise locations. Whether you need to add more units or get more customers, Franchise Teacher can help. We will teach. Franchise Teacher will help you learn our proven system. Coach. Franchise Teacher will help you provide a game plan to succeed. Consult. Franchise Teacher will make sure you stay on track. And advise. Franchise Teacher will help you learn from our over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Take advantage of our free, no-obligation phone consultation. Simply go to FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. That's FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. Hi, this is Connie McDermott, Administrative Assistant for Franchise Interviews, LLC, and you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 15 years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs of one one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and as we were saying earlier, we have a great show today. Well, we're meeting with Nick Lopez, the founder of Lime Painting, and after discovering his passion for home improvement while owning his first painting LLC, Nick founded Lime Painting in 2013 and set the standard of excellence in painting high-end residential 
and commercial properties. Hi, Nick. How are you? Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. This is Happy my pleasure, on. Nick. Real- Oh, thanks. I'm doing well, Nick. Thanks. We always like to ask our guests, where are you calling from this morning, Nick? I'm calling from Denver, Colorado. Oh, nice. How's the weather out there this morning, Nick? Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, Denver's a great place, isn't it? Uh, you know, blue skies, snow-capped <laughs> mountains. Yes. How could you complain, right? <laughs> Can't complain. That's terrific. Yeah, um, it was such an interesting, when I saw your background and your story, Nick, I, I said, you know, I had to have you on the show. You know, I thought, you know, maybe we can go back to, to, to the beginning because you were very young, really, when, when you got into this. Uh, you know, I, I think you're even back in college. Um, you know, maybe we could talk a little bit about the history of line painting and, and, and the evolution and the catalyst for even getting it started. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be happy to, to share. I, I'm, I'm from Denver, Colorado, mm-hmm. and... Um, you know, as an out-of-state student, I went to Michigan State, and right. uh, my sophomore year in, in high school, uh, I wrestled. You know, my parents had to put me in like three sports growing up, right, to keep me from tearing the house apart. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, in high school, I I really fell in love with wrestling, and yeah. uh, did it year-round. Um, and, and so there was a wrestler at Michigan State who had just won mm-hmm. the national championship. Uh, in, in it was his freshman year. So by the time I was a freshman, he'd be a senior. Mm-hmm. And, and so um, that was my logic, why I went to Michigan State. Plus, they had right. a great business school and yes. great campus and yeah. uh, you know, student life. And mm-hmm. so I, I uh, literally took out a $500 credit card and bought my flight to Michigan and that's how I got to East Lansing. Uh, wow. I uh, went went into Coach Minkle's office and introduced myself, and mm-hmm. uh, walked on, uh, walked on, became a preferred walk-on uh, wrestler at Michigan State, and uh, it was eventually hit with a two thousand dollar bill. And for me, it was just oh my gosh, as a right. college kid, it mm-hmm. was just so much money. And yeah. I had already maxed out all my credit card options, and the scholarship was probably a couple years out, mm-hmm. uh, and, and so I was going to have to go home. Wow. Uh, thankfully, my, my girlfriend at the time, later fiancé in college and now wife and mm-hmm. mother of four amazing wow. kids, That's uh, great. she's like, all right, I have 2000 bucks, and, you know, against her sister's wishes, <laughs> <laughs> or more so, or more so uh, cautions, Right. Yeah. Uh, lo- love my sister-in-law. My gosh, but <laughs> it, it, it was it was a, uh, a a big deal, and that's yeah. what kept me in, in school. But the reality right. was, oh my gosh, my identity in wrestling. I had to hang up the shoes, and mm. uh, I, st- I started a paint company, uh, and uh, you know, I I had heard of you know other uh, actual. Uh, college franchises where you mm-hmm. do college painting, and right. I needed to make more than what I'd make at the cafeteria. Right. And so, right. yeah, uh, I started my own, and this was 2008, 2009, middle of the Great Recession. Keep in mind, it's Michigan, right? Right. And the auto industry was just, oh my gosh. Yes, that's right. And, and so I, I just went door to door, and, uh, and and I looked at, you know, the bigger the house, mm-hmm. the 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 bigger the job and the more college right. tuition could help me pay. That was my logic, and it worked. Eventually, I uh, <laughs> yeah, you know. But um, 
eventually got in my business degree and learned, you know, started learning about competitive advantage and, mm-hmm. you know, positioning, you know, marketing yeah. class, learning about, you know, high price, high quality, that's your lane. Right. And uh, was eventually given a book uh, called E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. Wow. And that's where Great I book. learned about, oh my gosh, right? Yeah. And I'm just one of many people's lives changed by, by that book. Yeah. Um, but that's where, the, you know, systematizing and creating mm-hmm. process and roles and, you know, duplicating a consistent, reliable service and working on the business, not in it. Yeah, I really caught uh, the the fire for yeah. making that a reality. And what I loved about it was, you know, being in business with other business owners. Mm-hmm. It's just such a unique model. And, um, you know, I had seen opportunity back in college. And, and you, know, I was, you know, when I talked about opportunity, here's, right. here's the opportunity. It, you yep. know, I was getting complimented for showing up, doing a good job, answering right. my phone. Right. And, and before the job, I'm being asked, hey, are you going to run off with my deposit? No, sure. why would I do right. that? You're going to charge me more when the job starts? No, this mm-hmm. is the price. Right. Uh, are you going to job hop? Uh, what does that mean? Right? Yeah. And so I'm sitting in lecture hall, I'm sitting in a class, and I'm learning about competitive advantage, and the light bulb's just going off that, oh, my gosh. So I look into national companies, and there weren't any that were focused on uh, high-end homes. And right. that is, you know, that, that person bought a high-end home. They bought a high-end car. They went to a high-end restaurant with friends mm-hmm. the past weekend. They want right. to pay more to get more. They care about quality. They want to do it right. Uh, right. They, you know, they have discretionary income to update one of their highest-valued assets. And, and so it, clearly a niche. And as I'm sitting in marketing class learning about positioning, yeah. um, oh, my gosh, just so grateful for, for my business degree. And, you know, really helped me see the opportunity. And I'm so grateful for that mentor who gave me that book um, because that gave me direction for how to bring this niche need right. that is not given on a national level, uh, just, just to give direction around how to deliver that value. And um, I'll tell you what, I've just fallen more and more in love with franchising and, yeah. you know, uh, I've, I've gone down this path. It was 12 years ago when I was given that book, right? So that wow. fire that, that caught, that lit, up, that lit up back then, you know, it was 12 years ago. It's been, and, and so uh, it's, uh, it's really been an honor and a pleasure and I feel very privileged. Um, yeah. And, uh, but, but motivated and it's a big responsibility. Mm-hmm. So, um, right. yeah, that, that's, that's pretty much my it's, story. It's an amazing and, Yeah, I, I yeah. love this story, Nick, as, as you tell it. I mean, it's just, I, I mean, it, it, there's so many reasons to be inspired. We had, um, I, I interviewed Michael Gerber three times um, on, on this podcast. And, you know, every time I've had him on, I mean, it's, it's, it's always been, you feel motivated, inspired. I mean, it's, it's amazing, you know, because he's, he's, he's up there in age now and, and he's, he's still going. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't stop, you know, and, and I, I know he, he had a big influence on my life, but it's interesting as you tell your story, I've heard probably maybe two, on two or three occasions, a, a similar story of someone like yourself, they read the E-Myth and, they got it. You know what I mean? They, they got the whole uh, concept of systems and processes and, and things like that. Um, and, and, and that was the evolution 
for for you know what you're doing today. So I, I mean, I think it's it's just amazing, and I like how you you know we're talking about how you you know positioned yourself in the market because you know we've had we've had other painting franchises on the show, um, you know, over the last 15 years, but they're positioned much differently than line painting. You know, I just I thought it was so clever how you know you went after the high-end residential and commercial properties we've we've had a situation you know we, we've had our the, the interior of our home painted nick in the past and um we had a terrible experience after the guy was done it took him first off it took him a month to paint uh, the interior of our house. I mean, so it took much longer than he said. And we don't have a big place, by the way. And then he tried charging us more at the end when he was done, you know? And he was like, okay, well, it's going to cost an extra thousand bucks. I'm like, well, wait a minute. And, and, and I think that's, that's a problem may, perhaps maybe in the industry, you know? And, and you were able to solve that problem. You said, look, this is, this is what I'm charging you and, and I'll return your calls and I'll show up on time. You don't have to worry about me taking your deposit or anything like that. And, uh, you know, I just think it's, when I read about you, I, I said, oh my God, I, you know, I, I had to have you on the show. So I'm so happy to be speaking to you today. What's interesting about line painting is you have a lot of different services, don't you, Nick? And maybe you know you probably can't talk about all of them because there's so many. But maybe you can talk a little bit, of, you know, about some of them. Yeah, I can most certainly uh, share at a high level. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we do, we do painting, coatings, and surface restoration. And what okay. that means is, you know, we we specialize in custom properties, right? Mm -hmm. And right. Uh, these properties are made up of many different surfaces. Could be masonry, metals, mm -hmm. wood, okay. right. um, you name it, right? So you right. have stucco siding, you have metal railings, you have right. a stamped concrete driveway that wraps around to the sidewalk and around back around the pool, um, and you have stained fascia and soffit boards like your trim, right? Mm -hmm. Then then you have painted items and. Uh, there's manufactured windows and doors, right? And right. every single one of these surfaces is exposed to the sun and the water. It, it's right. exposed to the elements. And every surface uh, deteriorates, um, and in, in, in it's pretty consistent, whether it's water or sun damage, but right. um, coatings act like a glove. They, they freeze the, mm -hmm. the weathering of that surface, and it's like a glove. You know, it extends right. the life. It protects it from sun and water damage. Uh, and, and so stucco has an elastomeric coating. Metal has a direct metal coating. Stamped concrete has, you know, acid stains and sealers. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, these manufactured windows and doors, um, there, there's a special system to, to apply, you know, coating-wise to those surfaces. And right. you have the stained trim and the painted you know, surfaces, uh, every single one of those surfaces on a custom property is worth tens and tens, sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars. Those, right, the, right. The, the stucco, $150,000 to redo. The stamped concrete, wow. you know, another hundred grand. Um, the windows, w windows and doors, they're Pala. You know, they're on a million-dollar, multi-million-dollar home. They're right. 300 grand in windows. And so when they start oxidizing, when, when right. they start chalking, weathering, the seals start breaking. But if you can put, protect, you can put a coating, it's like a glove, mm -hmm. is now protecting and extending those very 
expensive assets that depreciate. It's, it's, and then aesthetically, oh my gosh, you could totally transform the whole property right. now. Oh, yeah. Um, and so it happened, I was standing in front of a client's house and um, you know, I'm looking at the trim and mm-hmm. uh, we had done a great job on the trim, but the gutters that caused the trim to peel in the first place, right. they were still leaking onto our fresh paint shop. We wow. used high-grade products, extensive prep. You know, we used artisans. It was great, but we just didn't do gutters. We only did paint. And, right, uh, right. And then I'm looking at the stucco, it's cracked. I'm looking at the windows, they're weathered. The metal fence is rusting and oxidizing. The, the, the stamped concrete is uh, you know, leaving the pores of the concrete exposed, right? But I'm standing right. in front of this client's house, and I'm realizing that I wasn't giving the client the value that I could have. Right. And I truly should have by saying that we're a – high-end painter, we're going to do the job right, but knowing the gutters are leaking, and so it just wasn't good enough, and um, started looking at paint as what it is. It's just a single type of coating, one of all the different coatings I mentioned, metals and uh, stucco coatings, and these are just protective layers, Mm -hmm. but all coating. So paint is one of many different coatings. And, um, you know, when we're able to get into a client's, uh, when we come out and do a consultation with them, we train their eye on all four sides of their home. We uh, we share with them what I just shared with you, how we look at uh, custom properties. But, but then now we're going to show you the sun and water damage on every surface on all four sides of your home. We're going to talk to you about the solutions. It makes our demographic has discretionary income. Oh, oh my gosh! Yeah, it does make it right. It it makes it makes such a difference, doesn't it? I mean, when something is painted, I mean, everything just looks fresh and it looks new. You know, and it's interesting how you mentioned like you know uh, terms like value. You know, which you you probably picked up. You know, of course, you know, reading and 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 your marketing courses and things like that. And how did you? How did you hone in on painting, Nick? Because I'm curious, like, if I asked your young self, you know, when you were in high school, if you saw yourself doing something like this, I can tell, when I listen to you, I, I hear somebody who's very passionate and knowledgeable about painting. Um, and I find painting, I, I tried painting my, my my bedroom years ago, and it was just such a disaster. I mean, it's just what a mess it was. It, it, it's, it's a craft, you know, and it's a skill, and it's not, not easy for anyone to do. I mean, how, did you, how did you hone in on the whole painting thing? I mean, how did that just come about? I mean, was this something you did it as, as a kid, or you just, you just well, identified, me, like, an opportunity? Yeah, let me just uh, clarify. I also am not a very good painter, and it's hard, and yeah. I appreciate the artisans that we work with. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, my gosh. Like, that right. is impressive. right. Wow. Look yeah. at the technique in your spray method. Right. Like, oh my gosh, that is right. you are really doing the fifty fifty overlap and it is right. consistent. Um but uh yeah, I I uh I never thought I would own a paint company. Wow. Um, you know, in in, in school in college, the, those were the college kids that were making the most. And I had big college bills. I was an out-of-state student. I don't know if you've looked right. at out-of-state tuition at Michigan State. Yeah, I can um, imagine. <laughs> but, 
you know, business school was expensive. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I, and so not only did I see them making the most on call, you know, on campus, but I want to step ahead and I said, I'm going to start my own because mm-hmm. I need to make that much money to pay my way through school right. and cost of living and books and everything else. Right. Um, so there, there was a lot of uh, just motivation because I, I was going to mm-hmm. have to pack it up and go back home. Right, right. Um, but my, my dad was a contractor. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he owned a uh, concrete business. Okay. And, um, you know, I was on his job sites and felt very comfortable in the blue-collar construction, right. contracting. And so painting right. for me was, you know, it wasn't – it wasn't really out of the norm. Sure. Right. But none of, you know, none of our sales folks at Lime Nationwide, none of our franchise owners have joined Lime with previous contracting or paint experience. Like that's the beautiful thing about painting. Yes. Uh, there's only one way that the sun causes failure and, uh, you know, there's only a certain amount of solutions for each substrate. And so, right. um, you know, that's the beautiful thing about franchise. You go through the academy, you learn the playbook, um, and yeah, I'd mentioned, you know, I attributed so much gratitude for my business degree, sales degree, my sales degree, my gosh, you know, I call it the time in the lab when I was going right. to, to school and applying my degree in the field, that sales right. program, that's the heart of our, of our, um, consultations oh, yeah. with our clients. I, I think that probably made school different for you too, than maybe, a, I don't want to use the word like a traditional student, Nick, you know, where you, you know, you say, okay, I'm going to go to college, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do, but that was the motivation for you too, I think, to learn in class, wasn't it? You know, as you were probably absorbed everything, you know, I mean, again, when I'm just listening to you, you, you know, you speak like uh, a marketing person, you know, using terms like value and positioning and things like that. And I'm sure it, that the whole painting thing made school in a, a different experience for you. It seems like you try to absorb everything, didn't you? Yeah, absolutely. It, it was, uh, I was paying for it. Yes, right, which made the difference, didn't it? <laughs> for me, yeah. That's yeah. wonderful. I, I, love, I love listening to this story, Nick. How about, you know, maybe you could talk a little bit about, you know, how you're using technology um, in, in line painting today. I'm sure, like, when you first started off, when you were doing this on your own, Nick, you know, it was probably, it, it, there wasn't a lot of technology or maybe even social media, you know, when, when you first got into this. But how's line painting, you know, using technology in, in the model today? Whether it's the sales side or the production side, mm-hmm. it's giving tran- transparency into the business. I see. Um, and, and so we're, we're very KPI-driven, um, you know, leading indicators. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can zero in on a handful of KPIs. The, these mm-hmm. are the behaviors that matter that really drive results. Um, we can coach around that. And we right. can create a lot of um, best practices and, and then leaderboards and uh, the game matters and collaboration mm-hmm. happens. You know, if I see somebody that's at the top of the leaderboard, I'm calling them. Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> hey, what are they and doing? Right. Tips and yeah, yeah, that's fascinating. What about the industry today? I mean, when, when I think that you know, I, I don't know much about the painting industry, Nick. I guess it, it's safe to say. I mean, for me, it, it's it's a pretty big industry, right? I mean, people are always going to be painting, aren't they? 
that's the beautiful thing about painting. Yeah. It's old school, and yeah. my gosh, you get, a, you get in your car, you pull out your driveway, you right. drive onto the main boulevard, you get onto the interstate, mm-hmm. you, you drive wherever you're going. There are coatings on almost every surface. Right, and you're right. Every building you go into, every yeah. home you go into, uh, it's, it's very much yeah. um, the, the fabric of the construction mm-hmm. industry. Sure. Oh, absolutely. What's been t- a tough question, Nick? We sometimes we like to, to stump our guests a bit, but you know, what's been one of the most interesting things that's happened to you since launching Line Painting? I mean, I, I'm sure you probably have a hundred stories, you know, but I mean, does anything stand out over the years where you kind of say, "Wow"? <laughs> yeah, I think the wow is that, um, you know, if, if you have a vision, you have a dream, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you put in work, um, it's amazing what the power of compounding starts to do. Yeah. And, you know, I've seen it firsthand in, in my life play out mm-hmm. throughout my career, but right. I've seen it in, in folks that, you know, for example, join at Lime as an entry-level salesperson and work themselves into GM and then franchise owner, then multi-unit mm-hmm. owner, and then, right. you know, top producer in the system. You know, that, that is vision, commitment, mm-hmm. and putting in uh, the work to make your dreams happen. Right. And, and so that's a beautiful process, uh, seeing dreams come to life, mm-hmm. right? Right. And so we talk a lot about behavior goals. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, you can have, we can have number goals, but really sure. it's behavior. And right. the behavior leads to the outcome. And that is such a great truth because it's 100% in your hands. You control right. it. Right. That makes sense. That's, I think I, I think that's very powerful, Nick. And and you were saying earlier, Nick. You know what, what's interesting is that you don't really need experience, like you mentioned. You don't have to be a contractor to become a franchisee to, to line painting. Maybe you know we could talk a little bit about you know what's important to you when taking on a new franchisee. Are there any types of traits or characteristics that you think would be important to be successful as a line painting franchisee? Team, team builder, empire builder. Mm-hmm. Mm. That makes sense. Right. And no experience, right? It, it, which, which is the beauty of franchising too, Nick, isn't it? You know, is that, you know, it, it's great to see that, um, uh, you know, someone, you know, even like myself, who I mentioned, you know, I have two left hands, um, very uncoordinated. Uh, someone like myself, well, I see the opportunity here, you know, for, for line painting. Um, that I can get in on that, you know, and, and, and I think that's fantastic. How, how does the training work then, Nick? I mean, once you decide, you know, that you like them, they like you, and they, they do want to come on board as a franchisee, would, would they come out to headquarters for training? How does that work? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you immediately start working with our leadership support team. Uh, mm-hmm. We have an onboarding specialist, and mm-hmm. uh, we start building your team. And you mm-hmm. and your team – uh, go through our online academy that mm-hmm. preps you for boot camp. Boot camp right. is a week-long training uh, at headquarters in Denver, uh, the Denver Tech Center. And uh, then once you have gone through the academy, you go back to market, you launch, mm-hmm. and right. we come out for a first field visit, usually about a month and a half to two months 
from launch, and that's uh, you know sales, supplier right. setup, subcontractor mm-hmm. recruiting, uh, right. tech training, and then we come back for a second training, and that's more production facing, and that's about a month and a half, two months wow. after the first training. And then Great. there's you know we have uh, so many QR docs and very robust. Um, you know, set of, uh, you know, online, you know, adult learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we have broken down to the user. So if you're a GM, a VRC, a franchise owner, go through your own track. Um, that's pre-boot camp and then mm-hmm. post-boot camp ongoing. Right. Yeah, that's the, a, that's yeah, a, yeah, a it, lot of training. All of that is called Lime Elite Academy, or as we call it, LEA. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's great. How would you, because you've been doing this such a long time now, Nick, um, how would you describe, uh, if there is such a thing, I'm sure every day is a little bit different, but what is a typical day like for a lime painting franchisee? Mm, that can look many different ways. Um, yes. Two spectrums. Right. If you're an owner-operator, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're doing the, uh, the sales, the production, the, the billing, the back-end admin, if you are semi-absentee, you have staff mm-hmm. for your sales role, your production role, back-end role. Um, and, and so two different right. versions there. Right. Um, but, you know, both are, you know, heavily backed and based off of data, right, mm-hmm. the, the technology right. platforms. Right. That's terrific. The um, I mentioned I was studying your background for the last – Week, Nick, and you know, to, to me, I mean, you really seemed like you know you're 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 an you're an entrepreneur. From from everything you've learned up to this point, um, what advice would you give to our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise? Because you know now, you know now that you're in this this franchising arena, there's so much out there to choose from. And we find that you know, in doing this show 15 years, the the one thing I've learned is that a lot of people in the beginning, you know, a lot of them know they 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 think they want to get into franchising, but then they see all these different systems and industries and, and they get a little bit overwhelmed and confused. And they're like, oh my God, where do I begin? F- from everything you've learned up to this point, what advice would you give to our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise? Yeah, if you're going to go in at it alone, that's one mm-hmm. way. You know, it can be a little overwhelming. Yeah. Um, it would probably be quite overwhelming. You not only need to understand each brand, but you need to understand franchising as a whole. Right. Um, and so it's a big ask to go at it alone. I would mm-hmm. recommend using a franchise consultant. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. uh, like anything else, heavily right. bet and interview and, and find what's the great fit. They all have yeah. different platforms and styles, and right. but they're, they're all in it to do a great job of matchmaking and mm-hmm. um, helping folks navigate that, you know, the world of franchising, which franchising alone plus all these brands and uh, there, there's so many ways to go about evaluating uh, franchise opportunities. Uh, yeah, I would recommend teaming up with some, a professional that has experience and has a style that you enjoy and, and will have fun right. going through the process with. Um, and there are so many talented, you know, the Franchise Network, mm-hmm. IFPG, FranNet, right. Right. Um, FCC, mm-hmm. you know, those are four that come to mind. Yeah. Um, but there, there's so many. So those are those are different groups that have uh, consultants, much like 
um, you know, real estate agencies. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, that that's that's what I would suggest. But you know, I would even go a little bit back to your question and speak to. Um, and you said, hey, what what advice would you have? Mm-hmm. So I would just I would be uh, upfront that you know fear steals mm-hmm. opportunities, and it may mm-hmm. not be a franchise opportunity. It could be any opportunity, be anything. Right. But fear, right. fear is the ultimate robber, and it steals yeah. opportunities over over days, over weeks, over months, quarters, and oh my gosh, even years. Right. Um, Agreed. And, and so. Uh, you know, conquering, we all deal with fear around everything, mm-hmm. but right. what are your internal mechanisms for converting that fear into fuel and behavior as opposed right. to it being paralyzing or just something you don't even want to deal with? Um, if you're talking about business ownership, uh, franchise ownership, uh, or performance at a high level, or if you're just trying to level up and get to the next level with whatever you are doing, mm-hmm. there will be fear. And, of course, right. Um, so, my gosh, how are you converting that, owning that, slaying those dragons? Uh, and, and so that w- that's what will allow you to perform for a long period of time. And, and you need to innovate um, personally, performance-wise, process-wise, mm-hmm. Um, and that that's an ongoing commitment, right? And, and so I would just say, just do it. Mm-hmm. Right? Just, just, right? Just do it. There's something powerful in taking action to make right. your dreams real. Yeah, I, I think that's excellent advice, Nick. And it's interesting how you know you were talking about you know using a franchise broker. It, it, it I've interviewed a lot of franchisees over the years, Nick, and, you know, many of them have used a franchise broker. And what I find interesting is that many of them, many of the franchisees, they, they, they had something in their minds that they wanted to go into, but the franchise broker was able to uh, introduce them to other opportunities that probably would have been a better fit for them, you know, um, because they help them ask like these deep rooted questions, you know, what do you want the franchise to do for you? And so a lot of them ended up in different industries that they never imagined in a million years they end up working in. And a lot of them, you know, very happy and very successful, you know? So I, I, I think the advice you, you give is, is very strong. Um, what about the future, Nick? I mean, if you can look into a crystal ball, you know, maybe three years, five years down the road, where do you see lime painting? Uh, making a huge difference through um, our nonprofit Limelight Outreach. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's tailored towards the youth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're looking to empower the youth through our four pillars of knowledge, uh, faith, right. family, pa- patriotism, and prosperity. Uh, but it's an easy turnkey way that right. nonprofit for our right. franchise owners and their local markets to give back. And so we partner with established nonprofits in the market and we design campaigns and fund them based on those four pillars towards the youth. And that gives our franchise owners a lot of flexibility and their teams uh, to design a campaign, share it with homeowners, uh, get support from the community and give back. Uh, It's really fun. I would love for just miracles to to take over and for Mm -hmm. Lyme to be known as, as a company that does good. 
and right. you know not only right. provides a lot of good value for clients, but mm-hmm. you know what are our owners? How are they stewarding that success and that business? Right. How are they? You know, how are they going about it? What is their why? Um, and yes. so at Lime, we're very much a values-based company. Lime stands for love, integrity, mission, excellence, um, and so you know just being a a beacon of good in the community, um, good in our employees, uh, our franchise owners, uh, our community as a whole, uh, just just doing good. That's terrific. What's the best way, Nick, for our listeners to get more information on Lime Painting? Of course, there's the franchise opportunity, but even maybe the service itself. I mean, there are there any websites that you want to plug? LimePainting.com. Uh, you can search okay. hashtag GetLimed on any platform. So okay. hashtag get limed. Okay. Uh, you find us on all social media platforms, um, but limepainting.com be the best way to find out more uh, about lime painting as a whole. That's terrific, and I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed talking to you today, Nick. I love I love your story and I love your franchise model, and I'd love to even have you back in the next year or two as you continue to grow because I think lime painting has a wonderful franchise opportunity. I'm very appreciative, Marty. Thank you so much, and this I'd be honored good. to. Absolutely. Oh, that's just wonderful. This has been my pleasure, Nick. And we'll be right back with more franchise interviews. Coming up on segment two, you're going to hear what every franchisepreneur needs to know before buying a franchise. We're going to play a clip from our popular Great Quotes in Franchising podcast right here on Franchise Interviews. Franchisers, are you looking to reach aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise? Are you looking to reach a highly educated audience on franchising? Franchise Interviews, an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship through our website, FranchiseInterviews.com, where you can hear and read interviews as well as get tips from some of the most successful sources in franchising. Our weekly franchise radio show where each week you get to hear a new interview with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts and attorneys, and our podcast, Great Quotes in Franchising. For more information, go to FranchiseInterviews.com or call us at 610-905-2919. That's 610-905-2919. Hi, everyone. This is Marty McDermott from Franchise Interviews, and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising, where each podcast you get to hear a great quote in franchising. You know, Don and I have been hosting Franchise Interviews now almost six years, if you can imagine, and it's, it's amazing to see how far the show's come. You know, we frequently joke around that, you know, when we started the show, we started off with about five listeners. I think it was my mom, Don's wife, my wife, and a couple of you know, friends and family, and that was it. And, you know, to date, we're over 4,000 listeners on a monthly basis between our radio show and our podcast, Great Quotes and Franchising, and, of course, our website, Franchise Interviews. So we've never done this before, but want to thank everyone for making this show such a, a tremendous success during that time six years of doing the show we've had some incredible quotes on the show and if you're a frequent listener to the show you know what fans Don and I are of the legendary Michael Gerber and you could take any clip or any segment from an interview we've done with Michael and it's probably noteworthy of being in the great quotes and franchising podcast but this I have to say is certainly one of my favorites and I've shared this with my uh, students um, since I've heard uh, this, this great quote. So here we go with the legendary Michael Gerber. Having people you know, stretch their imagination and to dream even bigger than what they were previously doing. Absolutely. And make it constructive, uh, of course. Yeah, because I, I'm, I'm actually saying that people don't fail because 
they dream too big. People fail because they dream too small. People fail because they don't rise above where their experience would lead them. People fail because they don't truly begin to dare to um, imagine something that they've never um, actually imagined before. And as I bring people into the dreaming room, as people participate with me, they begin to experience something they have never experienced, or if they had experienced, they'd experienced it years ago, but in some way lost the ability to dream. So it's a remarkable thing. I never would have told you I'd be doing it, but in fact I see it as the absolutely essential piece to anybody who wants to do anything, uh, let alone buy a franchise. The beginning of that process is to dream. You know, it's really like an awakening. I mean, in life, there's just so much that can just, you know, I guess sort of beat you down a little bit. You know, life's not easy, and there's work, and there's family, and, and um, you know, I guess over time that maybe you just don't have the time or, or, or just forget about something simple like dreaming. So you're really just reintroducing it to people, you know, kind of waking them up again, so to speak. Well, I'm reintroducing the question, what in the hell am I here for? Right. What is my life? And time goes on for all of us. And it's tick-tock, tick-tock, and time goes on, and I simply become immersed in all of the doing it, doing it, doing it that I've committed myself to. And I never stop to really ask, is this really what I want? Is this really what I want to do? Is this really the entire purpose of my life? Is this really uh, going to give me um, the experience that I truly um, am hungry for, the, the joy that I truly am missing right now what in the world am I doing with myself and I'm su simply suggesting without asking that question in a very very provocative way people miss the most extraordinary opportunities that they will never see until they begin to ask the question then who am I what do I want where am I going and these questions begin to provoke some very, very serious introspection. And that's critical for anybody, anybody who is, as you say, sitting there about to think about going off on their own, about buying a business, about buying a franchise, or about creating a business of their own. Critical, critical, critical. And nobody's talking about it. Right. Absolutely, yeah. So it's, it's a critical element to entrepreneurial success, Michael. All this dreaming, uh, I think you mentioned in the manuscript, it gives you uh, fuel to stay up late and uh, get up early in the morning. Well, that's where the juice comes from. Absolutely. I mean, can you imagine Michael Dell creating Dell Computer? I mean, you think about that. He, you know, he was a, he was a college student <laughs> right, um, who began to diddle with this idea, the idea, the big idea, the great idea, the great result. And he created this stunning company, this extraordinary company that does what it does in a way that nobody else imagined it could be done, taking a commodity, a computer, and turning it into a product, a true invention, the way in which Dell provides customized computers in a standardized process, customized standardize an extraordinary idea that rules the world today and yet you don't hear that expression in most places and certainly you don't hear it in franchising customized standardized how do you do that well that requires 
entrepreneurial imagination and verve, and that's what creates absolutely stunning companies. So if you're going to do that, you might as well do something in the business you're about to create that truly transforms the form of the people. Franchise interviews from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews.